0: So whatever you're doing in life, live a life, live life leaning on him. We have to live life leaning on him. That's what you have to do. You have to live your life leaning. Like when I need support, like right now, if I feel like I'm, well, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean on this, pop, this pulpit, and that's my support. We need to lean on Jesus. Turn me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And my, my message to say all that is, whatever we're doing in life, trust in the Lord, if, the, if you're doing something, everything, everything, if I, I can look back on my life and I can see how everything I did for the kingdom, even at insignific- things that would seem like insignificant or things that I didn't even feel that, well, that's not my calling, but it all was put together to work for the kingdom. And then there were sometimes I had to do things where I did things and I did, like there were some events that, Pastor, you guys met Pastor Huffman, you know, he's got that big go home or big go, you know, go big or go home mentality. And he'd have some events. And I was one of the ones who was the main focus or portion of making that along with the other team. But a lot of the things like the, th- I had a lot to do with it. But I didn't, didn't matter. No one even knew. No one, and and at that point in my life, it, did, and, and, it and it didn't matter. Because I know that what I was doing was preparing the way for his vision to be exposed and to be fulfilled. And that was my point in my time. Because at a time and a place, now I'm the one with a vision. And I have people that do what they do to help the vision that I have come into fruition. But if I couldn't have been, if I could have never been the one under someone else with a vision, then I wouldn't know how to appreciate those above, below, not below, but in the parts of the underworkings of the vision. You see, there's a lot of things that we do in life and in church that they met together. The worship, you know, worshiping on this platform, whether you recognize it or not, it's a privilege, And it's not because of me, it's because of him. So if anyone could get on a platform to worship, it's a privilege, which also requires a separate lifestyle for that privilege. Anything to do in certain things, even in certain levels of your life that God puts you in, it's a privilege, amen? But a lot of times there's requirements that we need to do to fulfill them, to be able to walk fully in what he has provided. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop with this and get into my sermon. But if you find yourself in a situation where you keep running around the same circle all the time. Running into the same struggle. Running into the same battle. Sit back and look at it and figure out, have the Lord help you figure out why. Because there's something you're not allowing to be changed for you to come out of that circle. A lot of times you'll find people, they go from church to church, but they keep leaving church from church, and they keep leaving each church for a same reason, similar reason. But when you circle back and look, well, maybe there's a part of it that the person that keeps leaving is playing, because not every church in America could be bad. Amen? It's all about Jesus. Amen? So whatever you're doing in life, live a life, live life leaning on him. We have to live life leaning on him. That's what you have to do. You have to live your life leaning. Like when I need support, like right now, if I feel like I'm well, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean on this this pulpit, and that's my support. We need to lean on Jesus. Turn me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I said all that earlier previously just now to say that I appreciate every single one of you who do anything in this church. Every level of everything that we do, I appreciate you all. And I appreciate that we do our best to stay in our own lanes. We all have lanes that we traveled in. And I pray that we, and I thank you that we do our best to stay in the lanes. And and then if someone else crosses into our lane, that we don't, we get road rage and try to run them off the road. Praise God. Amen. Don't need no road rage in the church. Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I don't know proverbs in Spanish. Proverbios. That's very easy. El libro de proverbio, proverbios, capítulo 3, versículos 5 cinco 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the word of the Lord reads. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct, direct thy path. Let's read that again. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. What I, I like the second half of verse five where it says lean not on thine own understanding do you realize it's our own understanding that gets us in trouble our own trying to figure it out thinking about it you know sometimes something will get under our skin, that's probably the easiest way to say, Have it. know, it, 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 besides a splinter, I'm not talking about a physical splinter, but you ever have something, just someone or something get under your skin? And then did you find that you find yourself almost obsessing on that thing, trying to figure it out, trying to come up with all the scenarios and why? Well, what can I do? Or, and it's all about your understanding your perception of the situation. You realize sometimes we'll think that someone doesn't like us and they don't even know we exist. Or they have nothing against us. They just don't have anything to say to us. But we'll take that one moment and then we'll run around and we'll start thinking about ourselves, what's wrong with us, what did I do to them, wasting all kinds of effort on that. But if you were to trust in the Lord and lean on him, me would tell you, listen, I love you. Worry about me, and I'll take care of everything else in your life. But a lot of times, you know, we count on our understanding, our thoughts. That's why he says to cast down all imaginations and bring them into subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God knows that the enemy wants to get into your thought processes and into your thought patterns so he can unconnect your dots. He can block your dots because you get, uh, we get in our own way by our own thinking and our own understanding. That's why it says in Philippians to have the mind of Christ. And that mind of Christ is the mind of a servant. Christ, Christ Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, came to this earth with a mission of servanthood. Came down to serve the creation to serve his father by serving the creation. See, and that's what was one of the key points of why Jesus, I don't. This, I wasn't planning to speak on this, but here you go. That's one of the reasons why Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. They were like, Lord, we should be washing yours. And he said, no, I need to do this. And he was setting an example that we're supposed to be servants of each other. But a lot of times we get up here, and we become not servants, servants, but saboteurs. We start sabotaging other people, but most importantly, without even realizing it, we sabotage in ourselves. If you're leaning on the Lord, and you have a relationship with Him, you won't be so focused on other people. You won't be so focused on this is my lane. This my territory. Listen, it's all his highway. Just be glad you're riding on it. Be glad. Be glad he's providing you a way to serve him. Be glad. Be glad he has provided you that job that you're at. Now, it may not be the best job right now, but the best way to get a better job is to be grateful for that job and not leaning on your own understanding about that job, but leaning on trusting him that it's a great job you gave me and be grateful for it, and next thing you know, you make it a job that you actually like. Like, I don't know what show I was watching, but there was somebody, he quoted somebody who said this, and it makes sense. Find a job that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Something that you love and that you do. But we need to trust the Lord with everything that you got. Live a life leaning on him. Everything that you got. When you get a broken leg, what do, you used to, what do you have to walk around with? Crutches. What do crutches do? They support you. When you're tired and you have crutches, what can you do? You can lean on them and get some rest. I know a lot about crutches. I spent a few years on crutches and in wheelchairs through surgeries on a leg that I wasn't supposed to walk again on. Praise God. I'm walking fine. Praise God. But I was leaning on the crutches because I had a wounded leg. When we have wounds in our life, we need to lean on the Lord. When you get wounded for whatever reason, Even it could be just a regular natural wound or a sickness. We need to lean on the Lord and not on our understanding of that situation. Do you realize when you get diagnosed with something, whatever it is, you need to lean on what the Word of God says and lean on Him with all your heart and not what the report says. Listen, unless you're determined to use it for a weapon of prayer, which 9 out of 10, I would say, wouldn't, and I probably wouldn't even encourage it, do not research the thing that the doctor says you have. Because once you start researching it, you start buying in, and next thing you know, you start thinking, oh, I think, I've, oh, I, I, think I felt a tremor in my eye. Oh, 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 my, oh. No, lean on him. Trust in him with all your heart and all your understanding. And here comes the second part of that. Acknowledge him in some of your ways, in a few of your ways. Acknowledge him on the odd days of the week. What's that? Acknowledge him when? All your ways. All everything. Pastor, that's crazy. No, it's not. Acknowledge him all your ways. Well, oh, Pastor, I'm only I'm only I'm only going here. Acknowledge him all the way there. He'll make your way straight. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Even in that. You know, a lot of times people don't even, we don't acknowledge him in our jobs because it's a job. Acknowledge, be glad you got that job. Acknowledge him in all ways, in all times, in all things. You may be in situations in your life where you just feel like, but what, this is the place you do not want to get. Well, why, What do I have to acknowledge him for? You have breath in your lungs. You have a God that loves you. But I'm living in the woods. I don't have a house. But you have breath in your lungs. You have a God that loves you. And if you trust him, he'll bring you out of the woods. Amen. He will bring you out of the woods. That word trust means to be confident. Or to be sure. Or here it means to take refuge. You know what it is to take refuge? Refuge is where you go to hide. When you hide from something, you should be hiding in the refuge of the Lord, not in the refuge of our own understanding, our own concepts, our own ideas, our own. And please don't hide in the refuge about what other people say. Please don't turn on some of them talk shows. I wasn't going to say it, Deacon, but nay, I didn't. Any of those talk shows, just because they may have a doctor before their name, doesn't mean you need to listen to what they have to say about your life and your spiritual life. There's a lot of times that things that we'll watch on TV will sound good and make sense, but make sure it lines up with the word of God. And I think sometimes we spend too much time on that. What they called, my grandfather used to call it the boob tube. He said, keep watching enough of that, it's going to turn you into a boob. I mean, dumb. Like, just, they called it the boob tube. Now, it literally is the boob tube. But <laughs> you watch TV and that's all you're seeing is people with no clothes on. Amen? they half clothes. But we get blinded by things. We need to be confident or sure and take refuge in him. The word lean means to support oneself. What are you leaning on today? Who are you leaning on today? A lot of us lean on accomplishments. A lot of us lean on who and how great we think we are and how much together we have it. And you may have it all together. You may have it going on. But if you got it going on, the only reason you got it going on is because you're leaning on the Lord. And if you're not leaning on the Lord and you got it going on, that's because someone else is hooking you up. And you need to drop him and lean on the Lord. Amen. It says acknowledge him in all in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. To direct means to be straight or even. To be right or pleasant. See, if you're, see, if you're trusted in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding and you're acknowledging him in all your ways, he says he'll direct your path. So let's say right now your path is a path of trial or maybe even tribulation or hard times, he can still direct it, make it straight and pleasant in the middle of that problem. By his peace and his grace that he can put upon you. And let's not forget about his mercy. You may have done, some, done something and you're feeling guilt and shame over it. Repent. Let his peace take you over. But you got to acknowledge him in all your ways. He needs to be the Lord of every area of your life. Not just your Lord on Sunday from 10 to 12. Wednesday from 7.30 to whatever time you leave because we don't know when. Well, we usually leave at 11. But, and that's it. He needs to be Lord of your life 24-7, 365, every day you got to trust in him. you got to live a life leaning on him. In 1 Kings 17, verses 2 through 6, we find the story of Elijah. Now, Elijah was someone who knew how to trust in the Lord. He knew how to do what the Lord told him to do. And here we hear the story in verse 2. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee castward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and the bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Now, how many in here today would honestly say, that you a word came and you and and somehow you knew it was hundred percent this was what the Lord said to me today. And he said, hey, yeah, hey, hey, uh, yo, go down there and hang out by the out of fire. And I'm gonna send some birds to bring you food. Then you can drink from the brook. Well, I don't know if you want to drink from that one. Well, just pick a water body water you can drink from. And that's it. Just go there. Don't do nothing but sit by that brook, and I'm gonna provide for you. How many would say they could do that? You could just go, put yourself somewhere. Or let's put it real time. Let's say God said, Hey, go to Africa. Go in the jungle. I want you to minister to the inhabitants of that region. Don't take anything with you, but I will provide. How many would go out and buy airfare? And go to Africa and trust in the Lord. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's a life of trust. But it doesn't have to be that extreme. It should be just in everyday life. Lord, I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to trust you with my whole day. And I'm going to lean on you all throughout the day. I'm going to acknowledge you in everything I go through. So no matter what happens, I'm going to let you direct my path. And you'll be like, but pastor, so I did that, but something bad happened today. But how much worse would it have been if you weren't leaning and trusting on the Lord? When bad stuff happens and we're leaning on the Lord and he makes our path straight, we have an ability to handle it, deal with it, and then make the right decisions in the middle of that situation that he's leading us into making. The last thing we want to do is to be in a situation and trusting on your own understanding about that situation. You want to ha- let, let the Spirit of God speak to you and tell you what to do. And it says here that the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God I shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God has everything you need everything you could ever need. Now, Moses doesn't say God will supply all your wants. We have a lot of wants. We don't need a Lambo. Guinea. <laughs> so I just had to put the Guinea in there in case somebody didn't know what a Lambo was. Yeah. Hey, be happy with the whip God gave you. Amen. And for those who know what a whip is, it's a car. I don't know how. I don't even know how they call that a whip. What's it got to do with it? But that's what they, when I got my new car. My, my wife, my daughter, said, "Hey, nice whip." I'm like what? <laughs> but you do need transportation. So pray for transportation and be happy with what God gives you. I remember there was a time when I was out of transportation. And I remember it was a time when, when, when my wife was in college for finishing up her doctorate. And I was using a, a, a mountain bike to travel to the bus. And then from the bus to the, to the bus stop and then get off the bus and ride the bike to go volunteer at a church. And I got hired at that church. Well, y'all were there. You know what church I'm talking about. And I was still riding my bike to go to work. The, the church was 20 miles from my house, or 15 miles from my house, by car, or more. But I was making a way there. And while I was doing that, I was grateful. I was happy to have a bike. I was grateful for a bus transportation system that would allow me to put my bike on the front of the bus. And then I was happy that when I was getting off the bus, I could go, and I was so grateful that I only got hit once only once. Yeah, I went all over that guy's hood. And I was grateful I didn't knock him out when I got up off my bike. And I kept doing that. But yet I was still praying for a car. Now when you pray for a car, you know, everybody's thinking about beautiful, bright, and shiny. And the pastor pulled me in his office one day. He said, listen, he said, he said, listen, I'm Appreciate you riding this bike back and forth. And he said, that's a good thing. He said, that's dedication. He said, but we got to get you a vehicle. So all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh yeah, woo! yeah, let's get me a vehicle. And he said there was a guy that he knew and this guy had this and it was a little Oldsmobile, but the, it had low miles. was great top running, been checked up and down front. It was in good condition but it wasn't my idea of what I wanted to see myself riding in as a car. But I praised God and and shouted to God and hallelujah to God that now I had a vehicle. And when I wanted to drive somewhere, I could get in a vehicle and I could drive. Was it a Lamborghini? No. Was it even in the 90s? No. But it got me from point A to point B and it didn't break down. And it was running good until that lady was texting and driving and slammed me in the back and totaled it. And I was happy for that car all the way up until that moment. See, we've got to acknowledge him in all our ways. Even in the ways where we don't think is where we're supposed to be at that moment. We have to acknowledge him and trust in him that he's gonna do, he's gonna provide. And every time I've trusted in him, he has provided. He, pro- he provides. And you ever notice, even like with the turkeys, let's say we're believing for 110 turkeys. God always going to bring 111. That's just, that's, just how, that's just how he is. He just wants to show you, that, oh, that's the number. But here, I'm God, so let me give you one more. That's how he does. Every, every time, every event, we always get a little more than we expect. So then now now we've got Elisha and he's being by this brook, he's being fed, but the brook's drying up. And he says after, in verse seven, it says, after a while came the pass that the brook dried up, and because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise and get to these Zarephath, and which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a woman, widow woman there to sustain me. Now, if you know the story, Elisha does. He picks up and he goes, and he sits down, and then he's, he runs into this woman, and he tells her, asks her to go make him something to eat. Now, if the Lord had commanded her to sustain Elisha, you think her immediate response will be, yes, my Lord, God, God's already told me I'm uh, I'm gonna take care of you. What does she say? Well, I don't know, sir, I don't have enough food. Matter of fact, my son and I are just gonna make one more little morsel and we're gonna go eat it and then die. And Elisha tells her, No, just but break off a little portion for me. And when she did that, her house got blessed. But you would think she should have already known that was going to happen if God had commanded her. But no, God commanded her at the moment of her obedience to do that, and then her life got blessed. See, there's times where your God's going to have you in a situation to do something, but he's going to wait to see your response to the situation. She could have been just like, man, but prophet, man of God, I'm, I'm going to go get my last bit and die. But she didn't. She broke off a little bit for the man of God. And then she was blessed. See, we got to acknowledge him. If I'm telling you, when you acknowledge him in all your ways, you'll see your attitude changes. When you acknowledge him in all your ways and you live a life leaning on him, you will start to experience what his love is. You see... We, wanna, we want Jesus to love us. We want everyone else to love us. But a lot of times, we don't even know what love is and because we're not living, leaning a life on him, and we actually live through a life of judging others rather than loving others. We're supposed to live lives of love. Jesus loved us enough that he did what he did on the cross for us. And when we start falling in love with him, then we'll start falling in love with the people around us. And Love them in the middle of their imperfections. Because I don't know, the last time I checked, I got some, now I'm imperfect. I, 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 look, I look in the mirror and I, and, and I see things and everything, even in all the stuff I do, I always find in something that's wrong, that's imperfection. Now, if I were to sit there and then take in all my imperfections and cast them out on everybody else, then, then everybody in here or anywhere you go, you can't know. You got to love people where, you're at, where they're at. That's part of living a life leaning on him and not on your own understanding. He shall supply all your needs, people. But you got to trust him. It's his timing, not our timing. The timing for the things that go on in your life are controlled by him. And the only thing we have access to is we can delay it. We can even sabotage it. But as far as with him, he's already got it worked out. And it's his plan. Devil wants to take you out before his plan becomes completed in your life. Devil wants you out of the picture. Devil wants you to throw in the towel. Devil wants you to give up on life, all your friends going to. My first thing he wants you to give up on church and give up on Jesus. That's, that's his first thing he wants to do. He wants you to, whether it's a sickness or whether it's an emotional scar or a disorder or whatever it is or it's offense. That's what he wants to do to get you to give. See, his ultimate goal. He wants you to give up on Jesus. He doesn't want you trusting in Jesus. He doesn't want you leaning on Jesus. He doesn't want you following Jesus. He wants you up to your own, own thing, doing your own thing, worried about you, worried about how you feel, all, all of our fleshly five senses and emotions. That's where he, he wants you living. Jesus wants you living a life leaning on him and living a life of love and living a life that, of, of expressing his love towards others and then also to be able to love yourself. You see, the enemy knows the areas of your life that you're not happy with about yourself. And how does he know that? Because we tell him all the time. Oh, we look in the mirror. Well, they go, oh well, I, I, I'm I'm ugly, or um, got this. I don't want to say anything because I don't want people to think I'm talking about them. But me, I'll say me. I look in the mirror and I I, I like 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 the other day. I put a shirt on that fit two months ago. <laughs> I don't <know> what happened? <laughs> don't fit now. Shirt shrunk. That's what happened. So I could look at myself and go, my God, I'm so fat. Because I do. I feel like it. I feel, you know. But anyway, in all that kind of situations, I got to trust in the Lord. I got to trust in the Lord. In all that we do. In all that you do in your life. Trust in the Lord. But God will trust in the Lord, people. That's my message to you today. Just trust in him. Stop trusting in yourself. Stop trusting in your friends and your bosses and your family. Now, you got to sometimes listen to some things people say, but Jesus has to have the final word in your life. Jesus has to have the final say. When you're feeling bad about yourself, talk to Jesus. Jesus. And whatever is the cause of it, he'll deal with it. And then he'll shed his peace on you, amen? So here's, here's to what you need to do. Live a life leaning on him. You need to write that down. Live your life leaning on him. Amen? Hallelujah.